Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I am your host, Becky Easton. Now, if you've been diligently following along with me for the first 90 episodes, you may have noticed it's been a minute since I've published. I was a little sick, lost my voice for a bit, and I'm finally to a point where I can actually think about making it through a recording without stopping every 30 seconds to cough. So I'm finally getting caught up on some past episodes, though I'm not exactly recording them in order. So some of the content that I bring you is fresh content that I receive every week from the editors at New Law Business Model. And that's obviously easier to record and publish. Other types of episodes take a little bit more preparation and thought on my end, so those are going to be a little bit slower to fill back in. But I'm still committed to bringing you 365 episodes um, of this podcast and um, getting back on this train. So I've missed you all. I'm glad to be here with you again. And I want to remind you that, uh, again, unless we have an agreement in place, I'm not your lawyer and nothing I say on this podcast should be construed as legal, financial, business, or tax advice, because I simply don't know anything about your unique situation. So today, I want to go ahead and bring you part three of how to manage your digital accounts after your death. So we've talked the past two weeks about, um, about different ways that certain different companies help you manage those assets, whether that's by naming a legacy content, contact, or, um, you know, creating directions on whether your account is supposed to be completely deleted, or what happens to it when nobody logs in for a while. So be sure you go back and check on those. Those will be, um, you know, posted about every Tuesday is when I bring you these, um, these types of, uh, this type of content, really, um, talking about, um, your, legacy in your life. And um, Wednesdays are business uh, topics typically. And these are also generally blog posts that you can find on um, our blog, which is familywealthsecrets.eastonlawpllc.com. And um, so you can read a lot of um, a lot of the articles that I bring you here uh, as well, and um, be able to access some additional content. So check that out if you haven't already. So, you know, if you have preferences at all about what happens to your digital footprint after your death, you really do need to take action. Otherwise, your online legacy is going to be determined for you, not by you. So if you have any sort of online accounts like Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Apple, or Amazon, you've got a digital legacy. And that legacy is yours to preserve or lose. Following your death, unless you've planned ahead, some of your online accounts will survive indefinitely, while others automatically expire after a period of inactivity, and still others have specific processes that let you give family and friends the ability to access and posthumously manage your accounts. So back in parts one and two, as I was mentioning, I covered the processes that Facebook, Google, Instagram, Twitter, and Apple offer to manage your digital accounts following your death. And so today, I'm going to conclude this series by covering the most effective methods for including your digital assets in your estate plan. If you're like most people, you likely own numerous digital assets, and some of which may have significant monetary value, and others are purely sentimental. 
You may even have some digital assets that you'd prefer your family not access at all when you pass away. To ensure that these assets are managed in exactly the way you want, you want to take these following five steps to include this digital property in your estate plan. And while many of these tasks you can do yourself, you definitely want to consult with um, a qualified attorney to ensure that your estate plan is properly prepared and works exactly as you intend. So number one, you want to create a detailed asset inventory with access instructions. Start off by creating a list of all the digital assets you currently own. And then for each asset, provide detailed information about where the asset is stored and how it can be accessed, including all of the relevant login information and passwords. If you have numerous different accounts, password manager programs like LastPass can simplify this effort. If you own cryptocurrency, it's also essential that you prepare detailed instructions about how to access it and ensure that one or more people that you trust are aware that you own crypto and how to find your instructions. Additionally, accessing crypto often requires complex user identification data and private keys. Moreover, to effectively manage these assets, the person you choose to control your crypto after your death will need to know how to use a variety of digital tools, such as online wallets, digital exchanges, and other programs. Given this, leaving a detailed how-to guide can be an ideal way to ensure your loved ones can access your digital currency with minimal hassle. After you've created your inventory and access instructions, store these documents in a secure location with your other estate planning documents and ensure your fiduciary, that's either your executor or your trustee, and your lawyer know how to access these documents should something happen to you. And finally, back up any digital assets that are stored in the cloud to a computer, a flash drive, or other physical device to make them easier to manage. And remember to update your digital asset inventory regularly to account for any new digital property you acquire or for accounts that you close. Then you want to make sure that you add your digital assets to your estate plan. As with other assets, you'll typically pass your digital property to your loved ones either through a will or a revocable living trust. Meet with a qualified attorney to determine which estate planning vehicles are best suited for your particular assets and situation. And from there, you want to specify in your will or trust that the person or persons that you want to inherit each asset and include detailed instructions for how you'd like each asset managed after your death if that's something that you're interested in. On the other hand, some assets might have no value to your family or be something you don't want them to inherit or even access. So you should also specify that those accounts be closed or deleted by your fiduciary. One thing you never wanna do is provide the account information, logins, or passwords in your planning documents where others might read them. This is especially true for wills, which are going to become a part of the public record upon your death. For maximum security, keep this sensitive information in a secure place and let your fiduciary know how to find and use it. To make securing and managing your digital assets easier, consider using a digital management service like Directive Communication Systems instead of trying to do everything for yourself. It's also a good idea to include terms in your estate plan allowing your fiduciary to hire an IT consultant if necessary especially if your fiduciary doesn't have much technical experience or if you have particularly valuable digital property. Having a consultant available to enhance your fiduciary's ability to manage and troubleshoot any challenges that come up. 
Alternatively, you can designate a separate co-fiduciary just to manage your digital assets. Known as a digital executor, this individual is specifically tasked with managing your digital assets upon your death. If you have a lot of digital property or you own highly encrypted digital assets like cryptocurrency, this option can be an optimal solution for safeguarding your online property. Your estate plan also needs to include instructions for your fiduciary about the specific level of access that you want them to have. For example, do you want your executor or trustee to be able to read all your emails, texts, and social media posts before deleting them or passing them to your heirs? If there are any assets that you want to limit or restrict assets to, we can help you add the necessary terms to your estate plan to ensure your wishes will be honored and your privacy protected. Your estate plan should also include provisions for passing on any physical devices like smartphones, computers, tablets, and flash drives on which your digital assets are stored. And having this equipment will make it easier for your fiduciary to manage your online assets. And since the data contained on such hardware can be wiped clean, you can even leave this gear to someone other than the person who inherits the data stored on the devices. And also, be sure to check your service provider's access authorization tools. Review the terms and conditions for each of your online accounts and web-based service providers for how they're going to handle your data after death. As discussed in the first two parts of this series, some platforms have features allowing you to give your family and friends the ability to access, manage, and delete your account after your death. If such functions are offered, use them to document the individuals you want to access and manage these accounts. And just make certain that those you named to inherit your digital assets using the provider's tools match the beneficiaries named in your estate plan. If not, the provider will probably give priority access to the person named with its tool, not your estate plan. So as technology continues to evolve, it's essential to adapt your estate plan to keep pace with these changes. As a personal family lawyer, I've been trained with knowledge and experience not only to help you properly include traditional assets in your estate plan, but all of your digital assets as well. And indeed, just we're keenly aware of just how valuable your digital property can be. So our life and legacy planning process is designed to ensure that all of your assets, digital or otherwise, are protected, preserved, and passed on seamlessly to your loved ones in the event of your death or incapacity. And furthermore, it can also help you ensure that you have the maximum level of privacy and that you stay in full compliance with the latest laws governing the ever-changing digital universe. So I encourage you to reach out to a lawyer today. If any of this is sounding like you want to talk more, you can find a personal family lawyer near you at uh, personalfamilylawyer.com. And if you're in Arizona or Colorado and want to discuss this further with me, you can even hop on my calendar for a quick 15-minute call by calling my front desk at 480-999-4455 or going directly to my calendar at bit.ly forward slash call Easton Law. So Family Wealth and Other Musings is available for download on most platforms. So wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me. So aside from listening, you can even support the show by liking and following, donating, or leaving us a review wherever you're listening from. That really goes a long way in helping more people get to know the show. 
So I want to thank you again for listening in today. And um, I am glad to be back. You can probably hear that my voice is still not 100%, but you know, that's uh, <laughs> that's the way this all works. And I'm looking forward to getting caught, caught back up over, gosh, these last... Uh, these next few weeks, this is kind of the middle of November that I'm I'm catching up on. So um, thanks again for being here, guys. We'll talk to you soon.